Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there and welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I am your host, Lydia Pierre, CEO of Pierre Branding Group. And today we have a special guest with us who is here to help you be able to turn your friends and families into your social media influencers with an amazing app that he was able to create called CrowdShare. Welcome, Lane Gregory. Hey, Lane. Hey, thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> yes. uh, it's it's, uh, it's awesome to be here and I love your show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And I love what you're doing with social media, trying to really, really change it up a bit and make it so that the people who are your friends and families and the people who want to support you have a way to do so without all of the headache of trying to make sure that they're tuned in and following and doing all these things. Talk to us a bit about CrowdShare and how it works. Sure. So CrowdShare is a social media management platform that lets you choose who shares your content. Uh, so a brand or a business would go to crowdshare.com. They would choose which, you know, which of the subscriptions work best. Do they have a, a large group of people, ten, you know, um, you know, or, or as low as 10 people that would share their content? Um, they then create a channel which then they create a code, which that unique code is, is developed around them. So like if you created a channel, you could do leaders as your, as your channel code. Right. And then they go out and they get their friends, their families, their customers, their employees, or just anybody who supports their business or their brand. And they ask them to download CrowdShare from the app store or Google play. And the first screen that pops up for the fan is you have a code. So they put in that unique code, which connects them to their channel. They connect whatever social media they want to. So whenever the brand creates a post and schedules it, um, the fan gets a push notification, just letting them know, hey, uh, open up CrowdShare. You can press one button and share to Facebook stories, Instagram reels, TikTok, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. So it's pretty it's pretty powerful. Um, we just got back from Web Summit uh, in Lisbon and Social Media Week in London. And it was neat to be told that we are the only organic social media management or so only organic marketing engine out there. It was pretty cool to hear that. That's awesome. And, and that's the beauty of it. It's still organic because it's not that it's bots or anything like that. It's actually friends, family, people who are following you and things are real people who are actually doing this. Correct. Do they have to be a real person? They, you know, the fan goes through a verification. They, 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 they have to, they get a text message, then they verify that they are a real human being. So we've, we've taken all those steps to reduce that, those fake numbers because businesses are not going to thrive off of fake numbers. They're not, no matter who sells that to them, they're not going to thrive off of it. At all, at all. And I love that you're doing that because that brings that authenticity back to the the whole social media experience that was once what it was all about, right? <laughs> Correct. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Absolutely. Ma so how did you come up with that concept? Do you have a background in tech? Talk to us about what 
why you? Why? Well, <laughs> why me? That's always that's a question I ask often. Um, <laughs> no, I I was in the the music industry um, for for quite a while uh, here in Texas, and so Texas has its own unique brand of everything, whether it's. <laughs> chili to bread to flowers to you name it and so why would we be any different with music right Right. um so texas country was a really really big up-and-coming brand that nashville had no time for la had no time for new york had no time for but these artists were around here selling out you know ten thousand cap rooms because people just love their music but anytime you left texas it essentially dropped off right so you would have bands that would make was really a great quote from a a singer songwriter that i knew that told me way back in the day that he can make a million dollars a year just playing in texas but he would get five hundred dollars to go play someplace in chicago just it it was insane right just the fluctuation so we tried to figure out a way to build up the attention for these bands as they were traveling and this is how old i am um it was for facebook and myspace there was a thing called yahoo chat and Yahoo Chat had rooms for anything. It didn't matter if you liked it, if you like knitting to bowling, but you only like to bowl with a certain ball in a certain length. Like it was so niche oriented. Right. So we started looking at uh, country fans, country music fans, and people specifically that went out to dance. And so we found groups like the Manhattan Two Steppers in Manhattan, Kansas, and uh, the Chicago, uh, I can't remember what they were called, but we we found all of these groups and we started creating digital street teams by messaging them saying, hey, you know, check out our music. If we come and play, could you help us get some people there? We'll give you swag bags like posters and shirts and merch and stuff like that. So we started developing that. And uh, I did that for, for quite a while. Um, and then ended up starting my own company and started my own brand and started building that and then sold that off and then worked for big box agencies. And it wasn't until I was literally, um, I had started my own agency about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago again. Um, and a friend of mine and I were talking and he wanted to start a specific service. And he asked me if he should buy ads. And I literally, I'm usually the guy that's like, absolutely, you need to buy Google ads and Facebook ads. And you've done it or And I started thinking about it and I go, man, you're in a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche market. Wow. Only way you're really going to be able to do this is if your friends and family tell their friends and family about you. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay. I said, you know, word of mouth is the only way you're really going to do this. And I literally said, I'm sure there's an app or a development for that. And there wasn't. So seven years ago, we started building really? this. Oh, and you know, you know, my go-to saying is, I bet there's an app for that. I always say that. Whether there is isn't that, I always say there's an app for that. Because I always well, assume there is. Yeah, you can thank Steve Jobs for that because that was actually one of the marketing things I believe that they came up with. You know, I when iPhone first came out, it was like, there's an app for that. You know, and so we say that. Well, we say that just like we talk about Googling, right? We we use Google as a verb. I'll Google it. No big deal. Yes. You know, yeah. like so. Yeah, or the University of Google. <laughs> That's what we always say we went to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there wasn't an app for that then. No, as a matter of fact, there wasn't. And it became uh, one of those things where every time we started telling people, look, we just, this is what our idea was, they would come back and they would say things to us like, well, why didn't I think of that? Or why didn't anybody else think about it? And I always joke around. I was like, I don't know, because I'm dumb enough to do it. I, I don't know. You know, so. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. So let's double back because I I know you say you're showing your age, so to speak, because you're talking about not only 
um, how music was done back back in the day, but street teams. I remember street teams. Oh, yeah. Street- <laughs> and you just really had to pay them in either free tickets, access, or something, like anything to be able to just get them to go out there and talk to people and engage with them and give them the flyer, tell them, hey, we're going to be here, Absolutely. make sure you're there. And that yeah. exchange that people used to have with that human person, that's what was that's what's been missing with social media, right? And people are trying to capture that. But you found a way to create a digital street team. I, I did. And and we did it for not just music. We did it for any industry. Um, you know, we've seen some really great things from like even the, you know, like the construction or roofing industry here in Texas is utilized it. We've got several different healthcare providers that use it more as a, a community, not a communications, but it's more of a, you know, an alert system. We have, we have a, a pretty big uh, hospital system here in, in North Texas that uses it and their posts go out are more along the lines of it's flu season, get your flu shot, you know, things like that. It's not about come here to get it. It's just more about, you know, Hey, just community awareness, I would say than anything else. And then, you know, it works, it, it's, it's worked with bar and nightclub. It works for automotive, real estate, you name it. And so we've seen some really great success for our customers being able to utilize people that, that already care about their brand, right? right? They right. already care. Right. right. They already bought in. So, yeah. right. Yeah. And we always joke about the fact that, you know, you ask your friends and family, Hey, would you share my content or share my post? They all say yes. And it's not out of maliciousness that they're like, I'm not going to do this. People get busy. The algorithm truncates where they show up. It's just all that. We just made it easy enough to where a brand could create a post and notify the people that want to be notified. Right, right. And, and that's really a great way to streamline that process, you know? So kudos to you for coming up with that. And it's it's yeah. almost like its own form of grassroots marketing in a sense, you know? Because Correct. like you said, word of mouth is the strongest and most powerful tool because Absolutely. you're happening to people who trust you, who know you. So whoever they talk to has firsthand almost knowledge of this is why you should use this person because I know them. Right. Well, I mean, you look at Facebook, even even when somebody asks a question like, does anybody know a good hairstylist? And as soon as you post it, it creates a recommended link to it. So, I mean, Facebook even recognizes the power of community uh, involvement when it comes to comes to running a business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of running a business and some of the things that you were able to come through while creating this amazing platform and building your business, because this is not your first business, right? So, <laughs> so what are some of the challenges or some of the things that you had to overcome to just even get to this point where you felt like, okay, I have something that I'm going to create that's going to help many, many, many people? You know, honestly, every step of my life has been a challenge when it comes to my past. Um, so I, I make no bones about it. When I was a younger man, my father was a paraplegic and he uh, he put uh, he was a very successful man in construction, but he was literally that tenacity to be in a wheelchair and still go into the you know excavation world. Um, but he, you know, he, he, we, we grew up hard a little bit, my brother and I did, and especially me, I, I grew up in martial arts and boxing and fighting. And so when I was younger, um, I took on a job working for a guy collecting debts. And so like, you know, that's why I'm, my nose is crooked and a few other things. So I became, I became that person because it was just easier to, I, I was always, I, I basically never thought that I would be able to be successful. And mm-hmm. so I took whatever route of that. And it wasn't until really, I found the music industry and, and started working with bands that I realized that that was a different world. But the funny thing was, is that that world helped me in the music world because I made sure everybody got paid. It was so funny. 
like, you know, venues that wouldn't pay people. I'd call them up, like, don't make me show up, you know, that kind of thing. So it's kind of a joke. And uh, a lot of the yeah. bands that I still talk to these days, they always joke about, hey, man, you always got paid with Lane, like that type of deal. But, you know, I didn't have a formal education where other people did. And, and I had to, you know, I did go through that, that University of Hard Knocks type of thing. And so without that pedigree, people don't take you serious in this industry. At least they they have it. Nowadays, people can go out and learn how to code and develop. And people are like, oh, great. Let me see your portfolio versus let me see your, you know, your degree. Right. And so, but that didn't happen for a long time. And so anytime of these, you know, I was telling a story the other day, my first real job that wasn't like I sold my company and I went to work for this company and I was recruited by these people. When I was walking into the interview, the recruiter stopped me like, five feet from the door and goes, Hey, by the way, you went to uh, the university of Texas and you graduated. And I went, what? Like, Oh yeah, you can't get this job without a degree. Okay. And so I had never been on a job interview like that. So I walked right in and, and they're like, where'd you go to college? I was like, UT, welcome. You know, like, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. And it wasn't yes. until later. Yeah. And so I went back to the hiring manager after I proved myself, I was six months into the company. I was a top producer. I was doing all the things that I should have done. And I went back to the hiring manager and I was like, by the way, I, I never went to UT. And they literally looked at me and they go, yeah, we know we just need to hear it in the meeting. And I was like, this is corporate America. Like I was just like, mm. so it just, it, it was one of those things that gave me very bad taste about it. But it, I tell my kids a lot about that story to this day. And I'm like, look, if you have to fake being who you are so that people accept you, then you're around the wrong people, period. And, mm -hmm. and I, well, I think that applies to every aspect. I don't think it's just business, but um, no, like that hardship of that, not having that and thinking that that's the way business was. It, it took me a long time to realize that you don't have to have that. And if you have the pedigree, if you are, I'm sorry, if you have the portfolio, you don't necessarily need the pedigree. And I'm glad that today's world is different, that you can go out and learn, a, start learning a coding class today. And in six months, go get a job. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so, so cool. It is. It is. And, and for that reason, no one should, I, I feel like everyone should have opportunities, opportunities everywhere. You could be and do and have anything you want. And I like that because it comes down to mindset, right? And I know mindset is a big um, undertone of this show, but from their story you were telling, it was a mindset because you didn't grow up around people who had degrees and things like that, but you made a decision that you're going to be someone who's going to make it happen no matter what you got. Well, my dad, yeah, my dad being a paraplegic and being in the excavation firm, he built a massively large company here in Dallas-Fort Worth. And we, you know, and I, and I will tell you, I, I had the, the privilege and the luxury of going to a private school for a couple of years. And it was hell for my brother and I, because my dad would pull up in a pickup truck with a diesel tank in the back and all the rest of the kids' parents had Mercedes, this, that, and the other, right? And they would humiliate us and they would make fun of us and they would, you know, this, that, and the other. And one day I remember it was, um, gosh, I was probably mid twenties. And I sat down with my dad and I said, I said, you know, we, you know, we were, we weren't having like a serious conversation, but it was like my brother and I, and we were just talking and we both agreed. I said, do you realize the hell we went through? And my dad laughed and he said, I wished I'd have known that. And we were like, why are you laughing? This isn't funny. And he goes, cause all those people wrote me checks. And I went, Ooh. damn. <laughs> okay, dad. Ooh. And he's like, he said, I showed up in boots and jeans because they needed me to be in boots and jeans. So as they wrote those checks, they could feel higher and mightier. And he said, and I, I'll never forget that. I thought, man, how it's like, 
it's like Ray Charles. You coined the term country dumb, right? Like Ray would, sorry, I just had a notification. Ray, Ray was, was quoted as telling, you know, the record label um, after being, after negotiating so that he could have the masters of his music. He said, they said, you're a lot smarter than you appear. And he said, it's called country dumb. We make you think that you're smarter than us. So you feel better. And I thought, oh, that's what my dad learned. <laughs> that's there's something to be said about the old crowd, man. They still, I mean, they, they're backwards in a lot of ways, but man, they survived, didn't they? They survived. <laughs> they did. And, they were very resourceful, extremely resourceful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like my kids, we, we have the same discussion with them. Like I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a hardworking man, no matter what we do. And, and uh, my wife's the same way, you know, and, and we are just, we just, we put it all on the line and we tell people we, we do what we say we're going to do. And that's the thing. I think that, that we've developed that trust. And I hope my staff, you know, looks at us that way, but it's what my dad taught me a long time ago is that, that you're only as good as your word and, you know, and your word is only as good as your work ethic. So it is a cyclical thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I see that you are also not only a consultant, but you're also a mentor because you love to give back and love to advocate for the community. Tell us about what what made you want to give back to the people around you or change the world around you in that way. Because of the people that have done it for me. I mean, really, honestly, I don't charge to do it either. Like I don't charge to mentor. I'm not a coach. I'm not a guru. I don't do any of that. I just tell people, look, if you got a question and I can answer it, I'll answer it. If not, I'll point you in the right direction. Because again, I grew up, I grew up, my dad, again, one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life, truly, 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 but he had no skills in the boardroom, right? And I'm in the world of the boardroom. So I've got the work ethic and the tenacity and things like that. But I remember the first time somebody asked me what my EBITDA was and I went, let me look that up, you know, Mm -hmm. and they asked me about KPIs or ROI and I, and I had no idea how to answer those questions and it was surrounding myself with people that are that have you know that have that and you know what's the old saying a smart man learns from his own mistakes a wise man learns from the mistakes of others you know being able you know being able to be around people that do that and so if I can ever be there for anybody and just point them in the right direction it's a blessing to me as far as I'm concerned that's amazing. That's amazing. And then you also benefit from that because not only do you feel that sense of just, just, just being able to just help others, but it just shows in every area of your life, the blessings, they all come back to you. I mean, they all come back. So I, I love that you are someone that gives back in that way and that you support people and help them grow around you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. So, That's a compliment to me. So I take that as a compliment. Absolutely. It definitely is. It definitely is because it's not always about the money because you can have all the money in the world, but without peace and without feeling as if you're making a difference, what, what's the use, you know? So absolutely. I, I love absolutely doing that, not only through your mentoring, but crowd share in a sense does that for other people. It helps them to be able to get their message, whatever that message is, because not just for promoting their business, but it might be promoting a positive message or something like that to others. So being able to do that as a community. You know, because that's what it's about, you know, being a community. Well, I wanted to make sure that the small mom and pop shops had the big, has as much of a chance to be successful as the bigger corporate. Um, and being able to work in your community and your community 
sharing your content is so important and being able to make it to where it's just easy, just done. And we give it away to nonprofits. Uh, we give it away for free to nonprofits. So because building that out is just so important to us. Now we do look at the nonprofits. I will tell you that we look over the nonprofits before we do it. And if it's about hate or anger, that ain't going to fly with us. Not even a little bit. Um, but we do, you know, uh, there's a, a, an easy process to, to submit a nonprofit for free. And then, you know, we go from there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I definitely have a couple of nonprofits I'm send your way. They're doing amazing things benefit from the amazing service you provide and position you as a partner or a supporter or something like that. I think that would be great. Well, we try, <laughs> we, we try. So you are, you know, the fruits of your labor are designed by your actions. So absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if anyone wants to get involved in CrowdShare, whether it's as a fan, cause I know you call them fans, um, whether it's as a friend or as uh, someone who is promoting content, how do they get involved? Go to crowdshare.com. Read up, uh, go go choose a subscription that works best for your business. Um, if you're just wanting to do Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and have 10 people on there, it's only $30 a month for that. If you want analytics all the way to 50 parent, people sharing your content, adding in LinkedIn and TikTok, I'm only going to charge $100 for that. I I'm, I'm want to be as, as affordable as I can so that any business out there can utilize it. I do not want to be something that is a burden on somebody. Right, right. No, that's that's definitely admirable. That's very admirable. And I love your logo, by the way. I love the crowd in the O. I think that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I fought long and hard for that one. Everybody, a lot of people are like, let's not do that. I'm like, uh-uh, we're doing that. So I lost, I lost in what I wanted to name the channels, but we, you know, at least I got my logo. <laughs> right, right, right. So are you are you behind the branding, some of the branding concepts, or did you get an, an organization to help you with that? Nope. Uh, that's, that's me and my team here at, here at CrowdShare. So that's awesome. Well, that's my, that, that's my background is branding. And I've worked for some pretty big companies, some fortune 500 companies and helping them rebrand or restructure. So, you know, having that background, like I said, portfolio over pedigree, you know, having that background is, 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 has been very helpful to run this company. Absolutely. I love that portfolio over pedigree or I'm going to use that. <laughs> I By like means, that. Please. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and if anyone wants to know more about you they can go to your website see you have your own website as well lanegregory.com and that's me do you do, do you do speaking engagements or anything like that or i do i'm very limited on what i do specifically because i don't want to be the guy that's you know chasing after a stage i want to make sure that everybody in our company shines and that's a big deal to me. So anytime I do these speaking engagements, it's around developing fandom, a business or brand developing a fandom. And it's to talk about either CrowdShare or like lately I've been, I've invited to, I've been invited to a few events that just talk about overcoming everything from, you know, what other people would say is a past to, to, to now, you know, we, um, my, <laughs> my, one of my good friends, uh, wants me to write a book called from Shylock to sugar daddy to saved. And I'm like, all right, you know, let's, let's do it because, you know, owning, owning your past and owning who you are is a lot easier than somebody else owning it and then utilizing it against you. So. Absolutely. Ooh, I love that. That's how you take your power back. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And there are people, there are people out here that want to take your power to your, to use your word. They want to take your power, whether it's 
whether it's, you know, uh, self-esteem on their part or jealousy or, or anger because you've done something they can't do or, or something along those lines, people out there always find a reason to tear somebody down. And for me, my past has been used against me multiple times, you know, multiple times. Uh, I was told that that same company that I had to lie to about my degree, I was actually told by somebody in upper management that, um, essentially, um, I was, I was, uh, basically I would never reach their level because I was nothing but uh, a blunt instrument. And I thought, huh, okay. Um, yeah, I was like, all right. And so people utilize that. And so it was actually up until about four or five years ago before the first time I ever talked about my past, um, in an open forum. And I did it because, uh, because a, a student went to one of my kids and said, you know, basically my dad knew your dad back in high school and your dad used to be, <laughs> and he was like, did you? And I go, uh-huh. And I said, but I got paid for it. So, and he was just like, what? And I was like, ah, let's talk. And so, and my wife, at the time, my wife just looked at me and she was like, no. I was like, well, it's time. So I figure, you know, in today's age of social media and digital information, you know, if somebody else wants to put something negative and I've had it, I've had people put negative about me and we just, I always joke about it. Um, don't lie about my past. I've done enough wrong. You don't need to make anything up. Like I'll tell you what I've done. So, you know, somebody's going to, that's, that's one of the best parts is whenever somebody makes up something about my past, people will come to me and go, did you do that? I'll go, nope. And they believe me because I'm so open and honest about the way I've been anyway. Right, right, right. And you have that trust, you know, so and you're authentic. I could tell you're very authentic. You're very just, this is me. Take it or leave it. You know? I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> so that's that. awesome. You. That's awesome. But yeah, so to, to be able to work with you and to be able to get be part of CrowdShare, if you go to CrowdShare.com or visit LaneGregory.com to learn more about the man behind the brand. <laughs> yes, that is you. So I love it. I love everything you're doing, all the great things that you are putting out there and the impact that you're doing around the world around you as well. Um, and helping people get their word out, get their story out. You know, I think that's amazing the way that you're doing it. I'm definitely going to connect you with some amazing nonprofits that I think could definitely benefit from this Please because do. I think it's really, really great. So thank you for all you're doing. Is there any other words or last remarks you want to leave with the audience? You know, one of my favorite uh, TV shows is a is a, a show called Scrubs, and there was a point where uh, JD and Turk, the two main characters, went to a uh, a church, and the uh, the pastor ended it with "I love you," and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and so that's what I always try to end with everybody: is just tell them I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's awesome. Well, I love you too, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I <Glad to> have. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lane. I really appreciated you and appreciate you telling your story and sharing your story. I hope that someone heard it and is inspired by who you are and what you're doing and that they know that they can make it through as well. No matter what their background is, it's really about portfolio over pedigree. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> got to put in the work, right? You got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. And that's how you're going to reap the harvest. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, everyone. Visit CrowdShare.com to learn more about this amazing platform that can help you with your social media and getting your community involved. And if you want to learn more about the man behind the brand, visit LaneGregory.com. Thank you again, Lane, and just continue to do what you're doing. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Awesome. Until next time. 
Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag leaders on the rise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, pierrebrandygroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.